that. Hello and welcome to the Carpetrage Podcast, episode 121. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinitsky. Hello, sir. Hello, that is me. In this episode, Eric is insensitive to llamas. And also, hi, Jana. Hi. I feel like I should probably like work you into the intro because you're like a full-time member. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hi, Jana. Hi. Um, okay, let's talk about, uh, well, beer's kind of boring today. Uh, you've got a Nordeast, I've got a 312 that I found in the bowel depths of the back of the fridge. You know, I feel like if we had more Patreons, we'd have better beer. Yeah, I was gonna drink the last beer that Tom dropped off for me, but it's a stout. And even though that it's a cooler day... awful right I wouldn't now. drink it today. I think no, I'm gonna wait all. until the winter for that one, so I'm sorry, Tom, but I'm not gonna drink that one just yet. Yeah, so. we also have that surly darkness for winter as well. I know, there's so many good beers, and there's another, there's like an imperial stout in the door, too. Oh, man. So we've got a lot of really good stouts for the winter. It sounds like a lot of people don't know how to shop for beers in the summer. Uh, and there's also like a handful of IPAs that my, get left in there from other people. Also, and yeah, I'll, I, I just knock those out when I have to. My, my dad has this thing where he thinks like, he knows how like, stouts and porters and stuff he goes oh it's 100 degrees outside i got a really good stout for you i'm like no no i love stouts don't try to mess with my literally not drink that right now i'm gonna be sober actually (laughs) it was hilarious he like he had already rifled through the refrigerator found the one that was palpable and like cracked it open his dad goes you've got like i got like three beers for you to try they're all disgusting for this Hot, hot yeah, weather. they're, they're yeah. all delicious stouts and porters, and I'm like, no, absolutely not. It was like 90 degrees that day. I'm like, I'm not having a stout on a 90 degree day. And yeah. he tried to trade my coffee for a white claw, and I was like, no. <laughs> I like oh, white claw. Your dad buys like, white claw now. Apparently, oh man, Claws he a lot, turned dude. into a basic white girl. He, I, yeah, I went beer shopping has. on the way down here, but I bought Nordies just because I love it. It's claw, cheap. The but claw is the law. I did a build your own six pack. Nice. And oh, then cool. I got a Hoe Garden six pack, and those two six packs cost well more than that 24, 16 ounce Nordies. I'm like, expensive beer sucks. What you have to do yeah. is you have to go to Lunds and Barley's on the Barley's? That's not very southern. There, there's Sorry. a. Yeah, it's <laughs> thir- you do it on Barley's. Thursday. You do it on Thursday and it works out. It's, it's that is not beer. right down the street from the place. No, it's not but it's right next to my house. I can easily do that for you. Meh. Um, and one well, no, that's the thing is there's that you have those like crazy premium beers where they're like super expensive. But, yeah, like, like there's like a three, happy three medium. Beer. There's a happy uh, medium. I don't but, like that. I don't like to live in poverty. Well, no, there's a happy medium in between having, you know, garbage like Budweiser, and then spending $20 on a 16-ounce can of beer and being like... No, I spend like 3 bucks for a 16-ounce can of beer, yeah, though. That's fair. That's fair. I do... Um, but I really enjoy it. Yeah, that's... For me, like, yeah, it has to be something I really like, like Boom Island Witness or something, like something where it's like for super good. For me, it's Stiegel Radler, and there are two of those in there, but I actually got a couple of ciders... Or the, oh, yeah, and I got Hogarden Grapefruit Wheat, which I've never seen before, but... That is you written all over it. So, yeah, I bought like... Plus, I bought 36 beers and it cost me $51. Oh, oh my God, that's so expensive. Yeah, it was really horrible. Anyway, all right, topics. Let's talk. Oh, actually, one more thing. One more thing. Patreon. Yes. <laughs> it's even in the notes. That, that was I'm like, reading, I even gave you a segue and everything. I just I, got derailed. Yeah, but I'm dumb. So I'm reading off a uh, six year old iPad that I got from work because it's defunct for us. Uh, head on over to patreon.com forward slash carbitrage if you want to check out a way to directly support the show and buy us a slightly higher caliber of beer. Yes. That's basically all we use it for at this point. So well, that and 
still making these costs make sense. Yeah, it's that's not gonna happen for a long time. We're like a quarter or halfway to just supporting the beer budget. So yeah, so that, well, that's the thing <laughs> is, is that the long term goal is that we make this sustainable, so right. we can actually afford to do this. So I'm gonna challenge you, listeners. Make this somehow sustainable for me. So yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> All right, topic one. I want to talk about Porsche. Okay. Okay. Why? <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> That's kind of the reaction I was hoping for. Uh, it's the EV Porsche. So the Porsche Taken. Uh, the veil finally lifted on that, on that thing at the Goodwood Festival of Speed. Is that yes. the most recent one? Yes. They had the Taken oh, there. By the way, I, mm-hmm. fa- I found out when Goodwood Revival is and when their website I checked and it's in September. Oh, I really, I'm going to go to one of those in the next couple of years, but it's going to be so expensive. I'm not. I'm still going to (laughs) go. I just cannot afford that. I know. Like, I looked into it. I'm like, this is going to be like a $3,500 trip. Like, Monterey Car Week and actually doing things there, like, (sighs) doomed me for like six months. I know. So, like, it, like. And that's way cheaper than international flights. No. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not going (laughs) to spend that much money on that. I'll just watch it on, I'll watch it in my boxers when I wake up on the 4th of July. That's they just need to start broadcasting it in 4K, and then I won't feel as bad. Well, it's when I watch on 4th of like that's literally my 4th of July thing now. As I wake up with a day off, and I watch Goodwood until I go over to like your house or something, and yep. then go have a barbecue. And then oh, that, that's tonight the would be a July. great night to barbecue. Yeah. Should we? Yeah, I probably should. Okay, let's have a barbecue all tonight. Right, sounds good. That sounds good to me. Um, all right, so yeah, but anyway, <laughs> at the EV Festival of Speed, Porsche. they had to take in there, but it had these, like, stickers all over it as kind of camo, okay. so it's not, like, fully released, yeah. the interior still cladded, still has tint on it, so it's a pre-production, but anyway, fully but you charged. you more or less get a look at it. You do, and fully yeah. charged on YouTube actually got invited by Porsche out to just go beat on it, <laughs> so I, I watched their little segment on it, and they finally released a few specs. And, of course, you can see the engineer in the passenger seat sort of squirming when he, like, gives the guy data that's clearly correct, but he can't confirm it. So uh, it's an 800-volt system, which opposed to, like, my car, which is a 400-volt okay, system. Okay, thank you. So you can run a thinner conductor and get a lot more power out of it. Okay, cool. So you can do that kind of stuff. It's a lot um, more efficient, but it's obviously more dangerous. Um, total power output's 450 kilowatts. My car, for instance, is about 350, so Done. about an extra 100 kilowatts. It's quite a bit lighter. It has a two-speed transmission on the rear motor, mm. but it's not a ZF two-speed. It's a Porsche PDK. In this video, you could hear it. It was like, they, he launched it. It was like, Be-doy. Yep. See, I'm, I'm just like, nah, I don't like that. See, I like the, I don't know, I like the, the linear noise. It's just like, ah, I like the linear noise, point. too, but it... I, can, I understand that. It's like with Toyota's, uh, the new Corolla. It's just a service point that they're adding. No, no. It, with with the new Corolla. Uh-huh. The, the six-speed one, I hope. No, the automatic. When you get the CVT one, first gear is a geared normal gear, and then yeah. it switches to your CVT right. after that. And the reason for that is it's like a go gear. It's a really short ratio. And it can it use a torque converter. Yeah. And so I think with this, the Taken, it probably is it's probably the motor's probably geared down to be like really they, high speed. It is. Yep. And so you just have that initial like zero to thirty or whatever. And why they quote unquote did it was to maintain uh reliability of just being able to launch it, launch it, launch it, launch okay. it, launch it, launch it, launch okay, it. Okay, makes sense. And I was okay. like, okay, that's cool. Because yeah, like if you do that to a, a P ninety or P one hundred D ludicrous Tesla, you can only launch it like four or five times before the thing is just like the fans are on full blast and you're yeah. like losing power. And the 0 to 60 in this car is just over three seconds, so it's like a non-ludicrous Model S or something like that. But supposedly, you are able to launch it 
you know, until the battery's dead, basically. There's also a turbo mode. Yeah, this is the turbo, which is kind of deceitful naming. Yes. So, well, the turbo button on computers was deceitful. That was to slow it down. Yeah, yeah it slowed it down. <laughs> I know, that was ridiculous. <laughs> But, I mean, it's still a cool car. It's 408 LG chem cells. I think they're still 18650s, but maybe they're prismatic. Um, 34 total battery modules. Um, but, yeah, they... What is the difference in a prismatic and a That's actually chem, a so. really great question. I can't believe we haven't covered that before. So yeah, because you, you just riled that off. I'm like, word, I don't know I'm what I'm a huge EV nerd, I'm sorry. Yeah. So there's three main types of lithium-backed batteries that are used in EVs. There's, like, 18650, 21700, which are the, like, vape batteries. They look like giant double A's. Yep, just like the one in your vape. Um, that's what my car runs on. That's what all like the original Tesla Roadsters run on. So you're seeing mainly Tesla. All the the vape boys can just break apart a Tesla, and then they have got vape crazy powerful. For life. Yeah, crazy powerful. Yeah, you can just hook it straight into your vape, probably. Hell yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you, you can vape a lot with that many batteries. There's a clear, lot of cells clear that in tank there. out in a second. So I mean that that's the the upside to those is they're they're modular, they're upgradable, and the energy density is like pretty good. Okay. But yeah. mainly it's just like they're easy to make. Yeah. So that's why they do it. Here's a pretty stable cell chemistry. All Teslas use that. Twenty one seven hundred is the new form factor that they're switching over to. Eighteen six fifty's been around since the early nineties for laptops and things like that. That's just a form factor. And what those numbers are, 18 is the number of millimeters in diameter it is, and 650 is the millimeter length of the battery. So a 21700 that is makes sense. 3 millimeters okay. fatter and 50 millimeters longer. So there you go. That's something that people just overlook. And, yeah, I'm glad you asked me on that because it's actually a really great question. Um, then there's I two feel, other. All right, so no, pause, go. pause yep. for a second. Sure. With normalizing hot rod or EVs for hot rodding. Yeah. And like performance stuff. Yeah. Stuff like that's really important for people to know. Yep. Because that's like knowing the difference in a V8 and a V6. And it's worth mentioning, these that that style battery doesn't dump current especially quickly. So if you okay. want to build a car with a relatively small battery for like just drag racing or something like that, you yeah. don't use these. Yeah. So the These are great for long usage time, really slow drain. It's like a diesel. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're just they're designed for efficiency and reliability. Mm -hmm. They're really good at that. There's two other types. I'm going to go with Prismatic next because it's kind of the least common. This is the one that's used in the 500e, the yeah, what BMW is, i3. What, what's the Prismatic? Prismatic looks like a regular car battery. So what it is, it's, is, a, it's, big like, a, it's, a, it's a big a, ass square battery. Yeah, it's a it's a plastic or polyurethane or ABS. Giant prism. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's full of the goo, essentially. Okay. And each one of these things is just a giant lithium battery. Um, okay. The downside to those... They're they're kind of sold in a few form factors, so adapting them to fit in your application. If you're designing a retrofit EV, they're not that great because you're going to end up with a lot of wasted space. The upside is they're really easy to liquid cool because they build them with loops in them, okay. and they can dump current like freaking crazy. So, so would, on a scale, of, would that be advisable? The second for best for the build for all right. Drag. So for if you're trying to if you're trying to build a hot rod mm -hmm. EV like the Tesla or something, yep. eighteen six fifties. Are the, the worst. worst batteries. Then you have the Prismatic, which is basically a ginormous car battery. Yep, just a lithium car battery, essentially. Yep, Big-ass car battery. And then we move on to pouch cells, which What's are... That? Imagine that looks like a tiny little pillow. It does, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've, how many electronics you've taken apart, but on most small Chinese electronics, there's a little, like, silver pouch in there with a black and a red wire coming out with, like, the yellow tape on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a lipo cell. So that's essentially what a pouch cell is. And those are... How in, bad is that if you, if you puncture those? Ah, uh, they expand and blow up and catch on fire. 
Mm. Also, yeah, if you overheat them, they do the same thing. And they're they're kind of hard to cool. So Sounds like a fireball waiting to happen. But they dump current really well. <laughs> Lovely. And Nissan Leaf, first gen, used these. The Chevy oh, you Volt know what? used them. Um, those cheap e-cigs, when they yeah. first became a oh, thing, yeah. they used to explode. Yep, that's, that's what they those. Used. Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, videos of, like the dudes like leaving the club and their e-cig explodes behind them. And they're great, but yeah, you do have to because you can yeah, make such a small battery it dumps so much current. You can make your e-cig super tiny, but if you if you vape on it too much, it just gets too hot. Yeah, run away and, and it blows up. they had a problem with like people charging it and using it. So oh yeah. Whenever Ryan charges his and uses it, I like freak out. Oh, it's eighteen six fifty. I don't care. Yeah, the the likelihood of something happening on that is pretty I know, low. But I just but... like panic because no. It's the to be honest. Before Exploding the <laughs> before the mod, the battery gets hot. The mouthpiece gets untouchably hot. Hmm. Okay, it, so just from the coil heat. Yeah, from the coil heat. Oh yeah, this is this is Delrin. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. And if if it's like a ninety degree day and I'm like really stressed out at work and I'm going out like every hour or so, it will it, it will get to the point where I have to like keep my mouth away from it and just inhale it from like a half a centimeter away. Oh. It gets, yeah, like seriously, it's it's like suckling on a stove. It's awful. So I've never done that, but yeah, I, I'm just assuming. One can only assume. <laughs> All right. Oh my god. So yeah, that's that's why when you see like drag retrofit cars, they usually have like two Chevy Volt batteries because they're liquid cooled pouch cells oh. and they're really cheap. Jesus. Yeah. That... So there you go. Okay. Well, so and then the Porsche taken. Um, so the, yeah, they're, they're launching with the turbo model, and they're like a using a, a larger version of like an eighteen six fifty. They're eighteen six fifties. Oh, they're using eighteen six fifties. Okay, cool. All right. Well, that was actually very. Inf- that's probably the most informative thing we've ever done on this podcast. <laughs> it's definitely up there. Without doing like a rundown of a model, like that. That's one of the more <laughs> acknowledgeable things we've ever done. It was a good bang for the buck. So, um, <laughs> speaking of EVs, yep. Uh, there is big trouble in mini China. Oh, your reference makes me sad. I couldn't not make that reference. So, mini, uh, you know, it, they're they're BMWs, the little compact car brand, and yep. they're a really not great BMW, and they're no, also a yeah. really not great compact car. They take the leftover crap from BMW and they just sell it. it, it it's if that car wasn't a BMW. And the maintenance costs, you never heard of it. Like, it'd be a really cool car, except the maintenance costs are through the roof. They just made the 10 millionth modern Mini the other day, too. Hmm. It took them over that, a decade. Oh, two, oh, 20 years. 20 Ten, years. Yeah, 20 years. For Almost an enti- years. entire model line. Yep, for an entire brand. The Miata made three hundred or 30 million two years ago. And that's a Miata. That's a totally unusable car for daily use. Uh huh. And they've sold. Three times as many over ten more years, but yeah. But still, yeah. For an entirely unusable, yep. stupid car. Hey, I did my part. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, so many in the future of EVs, they're going to be working with Great Wall Motors, uh, okay. GWM. That's making me hungry for Chinese food. Yeah, let's oh, go get Chinese food. Oh, oh Leo's just reopened with their new kitchen. Ooh, I know. But do we I do that we were, or yeah. do we grill? No, I we're in grill. Yeah, we're in yeah, grill. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So, Why not both? We uh, we plan our evenings on the podcast. For exactly. Yeah. So now you know what we're doing. Um. Anyway, <laughs> it also helps me remember what I did on the weekend. With when people ask me on Monday. Um, <laughs> oh 
over so, and we should probably get that checked out. No, no, I know why it is because it's just senility. No, it's it's a not Early wanting onset. to take the effort to recall something. Oh yeah, like, people I, ask me on Monday, like, "How was your weekend?" I'm like, like, I don't know, I no dude. Idea. Like, yeah, it's I, Monday. I'm, just I'm not making trying fun to figure of you. it out. I totally. People ask me, "What did you do this weekend?" And I just stare at them blankly. And blink. I just blink. They at just them assume until they go that I drank until I forgot. I'm like, no, I just don't remember. Like, no, what I, days were that? It's it's not even that. Exactly. It's more it's more like a this conversation is not important enough right. for me to take my small amount of Monday energy and direct it towards you. I eventually I, answer them like later in the day when I pass by them. I'm sure. like, oh, by the way. I've had my coffee. Here's yeah, your answer. Exactly. Because I just remembered. Yeah, like don't ask me it's like, like 8 o'clock on flashback. Monday. Like, oh, yeah. No, don't do that. You're not getting anything out of me the first couple hours of the day. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so um, with this venture with Great Wall and Mini, uh, this is kind of Mini's future. Okay. Because EVs are only... You know, gas IC engines are going to go so far. You um, don't have to say ICE engines because the E in internal combustion. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's like saying VIN number. Yeah. So or I'm, check engine. I'm trying to maintain my rage. Or CEL light. Yeah, or MIL light. <sighs> MIL indicator, I prefer. <laughs> Ch- maintenance indicated light indicator. Ah! Anyway, <clears throat> uh, I'm going to push through this. <laughs> we so, just started thinking about awful things. Yeah. But anyway, so we derail one Mini another. and Great Wall Motors, they're both like moving ahead on this. And I mean, it's a good thing for Great Wall Motors because they get a wonderful chassis to base their EVs off of. Yeah. Like the yeah, a chassis that everyone loves. Yeah. It will. It's like the the Leafon 320i, mm-hmm. um, or L 320i, the the Chinese Mini Cooper that is mm-hmm. like just. A blatant n- knockoff. It's a blatant knockoff and gets like straight zeros across the board on crash tests. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> but uh, no, th- this will give Great Wall a chance to be able to make a car for the Chinese market using a high quality chassis, and also gives Mini the ability to make an EV without having to put in- really any money into it. Yeah, um, they'll also make. We'll see more collaboration yeah, moving forward for it, sure. It'll 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 make Chinese cars look better overall. Except now it's cotton red tape. Oh, why? Well, red not as in. Communism, is but Red is involved? Uh, no, uh, they're not. But uh, well, so basically, what's been happening is along the entire way, the Chinese government's just been coming up with new laws. Oh, well, and, and they they had a shocking deficiency of them before, <clears throat> so I kind of get that. Well, yeah, but <clears throat> no, the issue is as they're going along, just like randomly, they'll be like, "Oh, by the way, do you have this form filled out?" And they're like, "What?" And they're like, "Yeah, it came out on Tuesday. Do you have this form filled out?" So anyway, it's creating like all these like major issues. Oh, and they're they're pushing through. But meanwhile, each meanwhile one of they're these... copying everything else in the world. No, and selling the, it the to big, everyone else. no, the big issue is meanwhile, both these companies are hemorrhaging money. <laughs> and it, it's fine and dandy for BMW, not a big deal. But for Great Wall, that's kind of a problem. If they are not able to get Mini Cooper on board, like if this ends up falling through. And it's just like, I hear so many stories about stuff like this happening with China. You know, between tariffs, whatever, um, and all the other things, not whatever. But It's a pretty unstable situation. I'm just wondering, why on earth would you even work with a Chinese company at this point? Yeah, I would, you gotta ride it. I mean, there are benefits, because you might be able to get like a way better deal if you're willing to deal with the red tape. Mm-hmm. But, dealing with the red tape. Yeah, but China's not the only country in the world. You have like, India. We should just have Nissan do it, because they're already on the way to bankrupt yeah. themselves. Yeah, pretty much. But I mean, like... Hey, India, Nissan, we've got a plan for there's, you. There's so, there's so Charles, many, go and give us a call. 
Well, no, you can't. He's in jail. It's yeah, like, well, use your I, I, one no, phone no, call. I, no, I don't want to spend that much money to talk to Carlos Ghosn. <laughs> that, that, all those calls from jail are collect. Anyway. Are they actually? Yes, yeah, they, they are. They're have... very expensive. <laughs> There's a John Oliver episode on it. That is truly epic. It's, like, it's, it's something so like great. $3 a minute or something. Yeah. It's insane. And that's not an international phone call either. So oh. try like 12 bucks a minute. Anyway, so... um. Yeah, Speaking there's like of mini, gross. Yeah, I know, right? Anyway, so there's other countries in the world that can build things. Like India has a wonderful manufacturing sector that'd be yeah. more than happy, and they've proven that they can make a great car with the DC Avanti. And they need to up their like export bias because their greatest export for the longest time it's was probably children corpses. So. Actually, no, it was corpses. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Actually, we discussed this before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and plus, I mean, bringing if, it back, bringing around. The other thing is, if you were going to China because you want to work with an oppressive authoritarian government, perfect. Because oh, Narendra grand. Modi is just as shitty as Deng Xiaoping. Uh, so you're fine with that. You can go to Brazil. Brazil, for years, made most of Volkswagen cars. Yeah, and Nissan. And they still do. Volt and Central. also, uh, Brazil's got a bunch of old defunct Ford factories, so they could easily Super. make it. Great. And then another one, actually I wrote down Nambia here, but that's not the one I wanted to talk about. Uh, Nigeria and Ethiopia both have sh- surprisingly good manufacturing sectors Okay, that are more than capable of making an EV. That's actually kind of surprising. I'm sure they just don't have the, uh, uh, like the materials, resources, and all that. They do, because almost all of the resources come from the Congo. So it's like it's yeah, next but you door. You can't get lithium ion in the Congo. Yeah, lithium comes from there. Uh, yeah, but Does not it? the all not like nickel and all this other garbage that well, you need to make these batteries. So yeah, it's true. Nickel is questionable. I know cobalt comes from um, from the Congo, and then also you have the Sahara. So all the uh, all of the um, that was your bunch of kitties. That's Modi right now. Yes, yeah, I good. see that Mahindra Modi. Hendra <laughs> Modi, um, but no, you have all the sand in the world, so you have all the silicone you would never need. Great, perfect. Yeah. We can just RTV a car together. You could literally put a car together just from stuff found in Africa easily. Oh, yeah, as long as it's a W one twenty three, you totally could. And then I'm, I know it sounds insensitive, but there's a lot of factories that were built by Chinese companies in Africa that uh-huh. are sitting defunct because of political instability and like uh-huh. Ebola and stuff like that. <laughs> and so, I've got Ebola. <clears throat> and so, yeah, like they actually have like, it's like sitting there in like, like Europe in like 1020 AD. And you're like, look at all these aqueducts we can have running water. Yeah, How but it's probably super defunct technology. So like... You can still make it. Yeah, well, it's it's a place where you could retrofit it with technology, but like the buy-ins got it. It can't be worth it. Otherwise, they would do it. I feel like that a lot of African governments they have enough stuff that they're sitting on. They could if they got their shit together, they could easily make Africa uh, economic powerhouse. It began in Africa. Yes, okay. um, but uh, like no, but really anywhere anywhere else on Earth other than China would work. Uh, Bulgaria they need jobs because yeah, probably they have, no tariffs there. I'm confident they don't because they don't have anybody Actually, young that lives they there. they need so many young people. Yeah. Jobs, EV sector, Bulgaria would love that. You could go to... Young people? Maybe maybe not Turkmenistan. Turkmenistan's got that <laughs> terrible president. Uzbekistan would be a great place. Look at all this what free, excellent advice that we're giving car manufacturers. Venezuela's in political chaos, but 
Uzbekistan actually has, a, it's a very pretty country. They've got a lot of young people. They've got a very high birth rate. And they're, Super. they're politically uh, stable. So, yeah. How do you that'd be, know these things about Europe countries that well, I hear about Uzbe- once or twice? Uzbekistan is Middle Eastern. Oh. It's Central well, Asia. Well, still, just other countries in general. Uh, Jan, a- I, went to, I went to school for history. This is what I'm good. This is me doing my thing. Okay. Like this is what this is like you just, with anthropology. I know. I just I barely know where these countries are, and you're like know their political state. But it's all of these all of these countries are so much better and like than China. Population though. demographics. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> this is what I remember instead of people's birthdays. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm equally damaged. It's just yeah. not political, you know, notions of not, other countries. Not the political in stability of of Central Asian stand countries. Exactly, stand countries. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. But yeah, there's so many other countries other than China you could go to that would be way better. Um, I'm also a big fan of Cambodia and not Cambodia, sorry, Laos, and uh, I'm a big fan you just of hurt Vietnam. Cam- Cambodia. I'm sorry, Cambodia. I don't feel we bad. We could still hang out. What about Malaysia? I don't know. What about Malaysia? That'd be another great country. They've got delicious food. <sighs> no more Pacific Rim, please. Okay. Anyway, so... Right. I want to talk about American car company. There's big I'm trouble. with your... There's big trouble in mini China, oh. and it looks like it's not getting any better. That's into my story. Okay. Your, your movie reference just makes me sad inside, so... I want to talk about, shocker, 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 another EV topic. Oh, wow. Shocker, shocker, shocker. Wow. Anyway, so anyway, we're we're pretty cool here. Uh, so as you guys know, a lot of modern, in fact, I'm pretty sure almost every modern EV does OTA over the air software updates. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tesla was one of the first ones to just like pay what about for the, the wireless what about connectivity. The Fiat? That one does not do OTA. There you go. I said almost all. Almost all. The Fiat just never updated the software ever. They're just like, yeah, it's good. No worries. Anyway, Tesla constantly what about does the Mitsubishi it. Mitsubishi I-Myov? doesn't have like an infotainment system, so it doesn't really need it. Mm, okay, that, was the, that was the main thing. So if you see something like an i3, it's got a built-in EV in, infotainment thing. Like it needs updates. That does OTA. Mm-hmm. Teslas do OTA. The iPace does OTA. All the new crap coming out, like the e-tron OTA. So Tesla is pushing a new one right now, which mm. I'm sure will come to my car. And what it, its main update in this change release or whatever is updating the accuracy of the range indicated okay. on the cluster. So when you charge your car up or unplug it, you get in it. You can either have a percentage or a number of miles remaining. Okay. And this software update, it's it's always too high. Like you're never actually going to get the mileage number that it says. Like even in ideal circumstances, from my experience, it's like it's like 20 or 30 off. So okay. you just I use the percentage because it's better. But anyway, they're updating it in the software release to be more accurate, so you can actually trust it. And because of that, a few angry owners are banding together to sue Tesla what? for reducing the range of their car. All right, well, to be fair, this is totally that would totally be something a Tesla would do. Yeah, but they, they're not actually reducing the range of the car. They're just making the indicator more accurate. Yeah, that's really stupid on these guys' part, and they're losing a lot of money. Yep. Uh, but to be fair, that's also totally Tesla's M.O. Yeah. That they would do something like that. But they actually, in the Model 3, like a few months ago, they actually added range electronically to all the Model 3s. Yeah. Like, they could, cool. just, they could just do that. Well, I just feel like... This technology thing is blowing my mind. I don't, I don't think, As a kid from the 90s. I just don't like being at the whim of like a company to do whatever they want with. Do you, like, do you oh, remember, yeah, do you remember in really Idiocracy weird. where they're running from the police and the, the car just shuts off? Yeah. All I remember is Mondo's yeah. about plants crave. 
Brondo. Brondo. Is what? We oh, just Mondo is an actual like drink. Yeah. Yeah, no, we just watched. I just showed it to Jana last night for the first time. I torrented uh, the Rocket Man movie tonight. Nice. Oh, I want to watch that so bad. You totally watched it. Uh, me, you totally got it for the movie theater that you own. No, I torrented it. That's Allegedly. not legal. I wasn't in this country. Oh, yeah, you did in Cuba, where it's illegal to torrent things. Yep. It's a beautiful country. Yep. Okay. According to my internet footprint, that's exactly where I was. Okay, now yep. we know. <laughs> well, this sounds like this is further proof that all Tesla owners are just piss jugs. They are horrible people, because who in their right mind? Like, dude, you just read into it. This is just like the... Oh, I hate bringing politics into this, but... I'm not going the, the, to. I'm not the going video, to. Video games. The people that don't read the effing article, yeah, and they just comment on it loudly oh, yes. and wrongly. I'm like, just oh, you didn't do any research, and everything you just said is completely and, wrong. And like nowadays, they're all clickbait articles. So oh, the so the the title isn't even the substance of the article. Like, no, yeah. I have to. I get because like I have a Google phone. Google shows me like articles it thinks i would enjoy and sometimes i scroll through it and there's one right now talking about how chris lindahl's subway like or not subway uh light rail ads is scaring the internet <laughs> and i didn't open the article i just showed it to ryan and laughed but there's some serious i'm also articles. really sick of seeing chris lindahl everywhere hey man he's got to spend that uh divorce money somehow yeah, yeah probably that's but, what he's doing. He doesn't want to give it to his wife, so he's spending it all on company advertising. That's really fucking yep. funny. He's a that's smart man. That's super petty. I like that a lot. Yeah, but it's like, if you spend it on business, like it's totally legal. And like he's getting so much exposure from that that it's just drawing money into his business, which pays him the S-Corp salary. So, like, perfect. That's really Dude's funny. Dude's genius. Um, but because of that, when I buy a house, I'm going to probably go through Peter. Of course. Peter's great. Yeah. Well, I'm not probably. I will be going through Peter. Next hopefully time I buy a house, that. I'll go through Peter, too. Yeah, hopefully you can sell me a house in Guam. Anyway, so, um, anyway, so I've got other things to talk about. I'm going to talk about our first, uh, ICE, uh, topic thus far. Perfect. So the Miata. Yep. Turned Which is great. 30 last week. Aww, congratulations, oh, little yay. guy. Hey, it's 30. Yep. And the, it, for its birthday, they all went on a trip to Italy. Aww. All the Miatas did? All the Miatas did. They had a big parade through Turin. Huh. I think it was Turin. Yeah, Turin. Um, they did a big parade. They had a big car show. Everybody brought their special edition Miatas. Every single special edition was there. Why is there no link? There's a link. No, there isn't. Yeah, there's a cha- Japanese nostalgia yep. car link. Oh. Yeah, there's a link. Yeah. I was like, Japanese nostalgia car. This is not a Japanese it car because my brain point. doesn't work. Um, <clears throat> Your brain is just differently abled. I went and to bed at 6.30. That's so, so yeah, it was it was all very fun, and Mazda did a really good job, and the Miata had a great time. They all loved it. They probably all looked super happy. It was the happiest event you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> oh um, my god, aww. look at that! Oh, you just want to squeeze their cheeks. You do. They're great cars. They're so cute. Um, and of course, being Japanese, they had to do some cheeky numbers thing. Mm-hmm. So they had a big parade with exactly. 305 Miatas. Oh, I get it. That's a Roman numeral thing. Uh, it's three, uh, 3,000, or it's the 30th year of the Miata. Yep, there you go. 30th year of the Miata, and five, because so it's the MX-5. Oh. Yep, so thir- 305. 
300 oh, so happy. Earth. I don't see any Fiatas in here. What the heck? I'm sure they're there in the background. But okay. this is also JNC, so we kind of we have to pick and choose. It's a Japanese car. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell me it's, it's not. An, it's an Axis car. We've been over this. We, we don't want to. We, we've had that argument before on the website, and it just it takes up too much space. So it's just not worth my time. Um, and so, yeah, we, we just stick to Miatas because yep. it just it keeps all the uh, all the uh, the hardcore otaku's happy. I just I've don't been, want to go through it. I've been told I need more Japanese nostalgic car shirts. Should I get a Fiat shirt? Oh, definitely. Okay. I mean, it has a VIN that indicates it's made in the Mazda factory. So great. Yeah. You know. Also, I should note. Speaking of adorable old Japanese cars. Uh huh. Uh, Jana is looking for a Toyota Paseo tentatively. Why? She really wants a Paseo convertible. I think Double they're y? fun. Okay. I don't know. I just see I'm them sure on the highway. Car, no, I actually did some research on it. It's not a bad car. I just, I just saw it. Just and gotta I get was the 4 like, I was like, I kind of like it. So, well, this thing, it's very tentative. I don't know why he's going so far with it. I, like, I would get a 500 C. Yeah, no, I would reliable. totally get a 500 C as well. But, but I just always see them, and they make me happy. It and that that is no tachometer, no care. Yeah. Well, they do have a tachometer. You can get a man- maybe optional, but oh. even in the manuals, it was extremely uncommon. Early ones. Who needs late a tach? ones? However, what she wants is she, bum, 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 bum. there we go. She Next wants a, she wants a manual convertible, and I did some research. And the one year that Jana really should want is a '96, because '96 you still had the big connecting rods, uh, which allowed it to rev out higher without bending the rods. Um, <coughs> you made a hundred horsepower. Actually, sorry, no, that one made '96. So we have to get the engine out of like a '93 or something, where it actually makes a hundred horsepower. Uh, or a Toyota Sarah engine, which makes 110 horsepower. Regardless, uh, it's basically like an EF Civic convertible. I guarantee you're going to pay more than that than you would for a mediocre yeah. 500C. Well, that's the thing, actually. I did the research, and the best <laughs> one in the world is $5,000. Yeah, then the most, 500Cs are less than that. The most expensive um, Paseo is, like, what was that, like, eight grand? He saw it was at a dealership that's just, like, it's the best car from 1993 ever. It's, like, it's, that's objectively I'm sure very false. reliable. They don't drive all that well. They look kind of meh. I think they look really good. And I love the interior. Oh, man. I'm, I'm like, I'm going to reflect back and say your daily driver should be made in this millennium. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> no, this would be, this this would be a would summer be, car. I, I was looking at Lexus. I think I'd worry about upgrading the daily but, first. Yeah. No, I... I, I, just I said very went, tentatively. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just like casually went, what's that What's that red Toyota sports car like? And he's like, what? <laughs> I am and not then aware of he this. kept on asking, and then he came to Paseo. I was like, that one, because I always forget the name of it. Just running through the 1993 Toyota model line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, these were sold in red and sold in that year and could be qualified as a sports car. Well, I think it'd be really cute because she really wants Paseo, and I really want a Toyota Sarah. Mm. We can put them together. I, have, I wouldn't say I really want that. I think they're cute, and I think I would consider... That, that's about as close to really wanting a Paseo as somebody can possibly get. Because <laughs> I really want a Paseo, and I just think they're cute. And it's like, eh, yeah, if I found one for the right price, maybe. Rather, I'd rather you guys get an MX-3 than a yeah. Paseo. Obviously not a convertible, but... Anyway, that is boring. I derailed that. I want to talk about Infinity next. So, Speaking of boring. Yeah. Remember the car that we can't figure out what it is because the naming stuff is yes. completely... Yeah. So somebody took a QX60, which... What, which one's that? I had to look through it. It looks like it's the G37. 
They all look like G37s. Yeah, but I think this is the four-door like mid-compact sedan or whatever. Anyway, it's the, it has a 3-liter twin-turbo V6 in it, which is a new engine, which is really good, but it's only sold as an auto. And some maniacs, excellent maniacs, fitted a uh, CD Series 6-speed to this thing. Good. Yeah. So this was the apparently the nice. first ever Red Sport 3.0T manual. Weird. Infinity. Maybe Infinity should make that. Maybe they should do that. Maybe they should also name their car. Yeah, maybe they should call it, like, I don't know, a G30T? Yeah. Maybe that, that would make sense because it would be a G, which is the car. 30 well, would be the, the displacement. The, the, G, the G, T would be turbo. Oh, no, the Gs are usually the base model. What? Yeah, the G is the ba- most basic one. Is this why they're going out of business? Yeah. We can't figure out I, their nobody cars. Nobody knows what it, what's what. But, like, the G37 was, like, do you know what that was? Yeah, but that, that was also the most basic one you could get. What do you mean? That was the, most, that was the entry-level infinity. No, you could get a G25 for the longest time. But G25 and G37s were both the same model. Yeah. So, but that's the thing is you should you should have that. That's like calling is, a 320i an M3 competition, though. But I thought the Q50 was the base model. Okay, sorry, Q60 is the two door. I'm so confused. I'm so stupid. Yeah. It's like, yeah. This is really dumb. Anyway, so anyway, somebody manual swapped a car that didn't have a manual good engine. And we don't know what Yay. it is. It's it's an Infinity that came with an auto and a good engine, and now it's an Infinity with a good engine that has a manual that we still don't know what it is. Yes. Well, good on them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna... congratulations, but like how they found parts for that thing is like, phew. like what do you have? I'm like I have an Infinity. You have to something. you have to call your car by its VIN. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah Every- <laughs> you can no longer use the name of the I've car. I've got a J1CY1825771818YC8. Oh cool. What's your oh, what's your serial cool. number? 008128. Oh cool. I'm 008125. Oh, you this must have great. premium pack. Dude. Yeah, bro. This is we were both made on Saturday. Is it a two-door? Yeah. It's okay. a coupe. It's a coupe. So, yeah, the the 50 it's apparently the four-door, and the 60 is apparently the two-door. So feel, this is this is a G37 coupe with a three-liter turbo. I feel really bad for everybody that's an Infinity enthusiast. Why? It's just they're, they're, they, they should have bought a better what, car. No, they just don't know what to do. Yeah, they should have bought a better car. Carbitrage is going to rename all the Nissan That is a G30T. I am actually going to... Without numbers or letters. We're just going to tonight. Them names. That car is a Thomas. Yes. But b- before Thomas. your... Um, Barbecue you're having this evening. Uh-huh. Jana was to go home and take a nap because she got yeah, to sleep. Sounds like she late. hasn't done much for sleeping yes. today. But no. um, when she's it's napping, fine. I'm gonna put together a quick oh, article on um, the arbitrage blog, and I'm just gonna rename all of Infinity's current lineup to things that actually make sense. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a good Give thing. Give them some personality. I've got a lot of good practice because of automation too. So we, we too. named this if one you, Thomas. Yeah, that one's Thomas. Yes, I, I don't know which one that is. It, it's the two door. I'll screen grab it for thing. you. I don't know which one that is. Find the we'll link on the notes. Nobody knows what that is. That's a Thomas. I don't know what you're talking about. It. Yep. So, seeing of other failing Japanese luxury manufacturers, because they all collectively committed seppuku at exactly the same <laughs> <Yes>. time. <laughs> uh, I prefer to call it Sudoku. Sudoku. So, are you familiar with why Acura uh, canned the Integra? Um, no, actually, I'm not. Uh, I'm not even joking. They didn't want a che- They didn't want a, a, a cheap car sullying their lineup. Oh. Are you kidding me? What? Yeah, I know, right? Like, they don't know how the 3 Series works. Um, <laughs> really, really weird. Anyway, so they did that back in, like, 2005 or something. Uh, and how so That was, yeah, pre-RSX. 
that was the RS after the RSX. That's why there's no generation after the RSX. That makes some sense. Well, they also okay. don't make the Integra, but like that was their logic. Um, so that has worked out in such a way that um, currently the entire Acura Acura lineup sold Acura sixteen thousand seven hundred and seventy four cars. The entire Acura lineup was outsold by not only the Subaru Forester, but any given trim level. Ooh. Okay. Oh, my. Like, the, the rarest trim level of the Subaru Forester sold last year outsold every single Acura. <laughs> That's not surprising. I do not see many modern Acuras. Well, it's because nobody cares about them. I certainly don't. Like, it, yeah, like they, they make a bunch of crossovers, I think. I don't know, I haven't looked at the Acura lineup since, like, 2010. I don't think I've even looked since... Like the, the first modern TL, the 2002 TL. That's the yeah. last car I cared about. Well, no, they made I don't the, think I, they I made paid the, any attention to that. The, the, the TSX was Whoa, cool. Got a badass. Yeah, the TSX was cool, especially the wagon. Yeah, the TSX oh, wagon yes, was cool. Yeah, so and that, that got canned around 2010. Huh. Yeah, but the manual one got canned on the first gen. But, I mean, so still, like, I could still yeah. get... A, you could at least look at it. You could recommend that car to people. I could yes. still recommend that, and once I can that, I stopped carrying. Yep. So, oh, good. They got an my question is, what would each of us do to fix Acura and get people in the door at their dealerships? Sell vapes. Okay. I'm just kidding. Do you, get, do you guys want to think about it? Because since this is my topic, I actually had a little bit of time to premeditate this. Yes. No. No, I can answer this. It's fine. Yeah, what is it? Bring back the legend. Bring back the legend. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's the, the Honda legend is sold as the Acura RL. Cool. But I would actually make it rear-wheel drive this time. That would be a wonderful. Make it. Yeah. And then, yeah, a, I would use the, K, uh, the, uh, the L-Series turbo as the base engine, and then I'd offer a J-Series, a hopped-up J-Series. That'd actually be a really cool in, uh, car. Yep. Uh, L-Series turbo. like yep. More wagons. Yep. Wagons. Yep, more wagons. Yep. That's a good but way like, to do it. Oh, bring hybrid? back the TSX wagon for sure. But, like, I know we don't like hybrids, but do a hybrid so people are do like... I, you know, Hybrid or EV wagon or hatchback. My thing is that Acura makes plenty of cars that people would totally want to buy if they got into the dealership. So I just, I you would just love want to something to CVs, lure but... them into the dealership? Yep, because and you think the they NSX like the seems to not be doing it because the NSX is both made in America and is totally forgettable looking. Who else makes an excellent... Oh, I got... No. Wait, nah. Who else makes an excellent like two-seater sports car that could be like shared... Like re- rebranded with Acura. And well, you don't even have to. Honda, the S660. Oh yeah, yeah. So bring back like the S2000 prototype, but make it an Acura. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Y- there you, go. you could do that. You could do we it. Fixed it. I'm thinking a S660 uh, with a L series engine. It'd be like way too small. But you. That'd se- be neat. But yeah, no. You would sell that as like a, a competitor to a Fiat or something. Yeah. And make it just because it's so small and weird, it would totally get people to go like, "What?" And it What's doesn't this? have to sell in volume because Acura can't do that. No, they, like you literally can't. Like, if you sell 500 cars, you have now sold in volume at Acura. Yeah, and like, they would definitely sell 500 of those a year. Absolutely, yeah, totally. all the S2000 yeah. people will be like, "Wait, you're offering me a factory turbo engine and yeah. a lightweight two-seat sports car?" And with a manual. If you don't want to federalize something, I would put a manual transmission in everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, just don't even bother federalizing your crappy ass automatic. I've also I'm pretty sure that Acura doesn't have a equivalent to like an M or F Sport. I thought they did. They used to as the Type S. 
Yeah. I don't, I don't think they still Is that gone now? I don't okay. know. I, don't, I, don't know. I honestly don't know. Yeah, I don't know. All I know is they have the Shod badge on the back of all their CVs. Great. The what? Super handy. Oh, Shod. Shod. But yeah, now it's... Shod. S660, or well, uh, more realistically, yeah, do something that's like a Fiat. Yeah. Or I wanna, hey, just get rid of the TLS or whatever the hell that thing is. Bring back, or keep it because it's kind of on the you know, mediocre edge of everything. Get rid of the ILX. Nobody cares about that. Let's say Isuzu doesn't make anything cool. Oh, you know what? Since Acura is nothing to lose, bring back the Via Cross. Screw it. No, since Acura is absolutely nothing to lose <laughs> at this point, they should import the Jimny. Yes. Oh my goodness. Imagine Teamwork. a Jimny with a leather interior, specked Holy out like a that Acura Passport from the early 90s. Yeah. No, you know that... Oh, <laughs> too excited, Jenna. too excited, because you know that, that Jimmy yeah. body oh. kit we looked at that makes it look like a tiny G-Wagon? Yep. Yeah. That's what Acura needs to do. Just with bring back seats. a Jimny SLX. A Jimny with a leather interior and, and like, fully specked out and sell it for, And like, an L-Series engine. Yes. Because Honda. Yeah, sure. And just sell it for, like, $20,000. Oh, that'd oh be my so God. rad. No, not 20. 25, really. It's, it's like what it, it would be. The leather, yeah. It'd be 25 to 30. And you would have a hilarious truck. That'd be perfect. All right, be never amazing. mind. Screw the rest of that. Just do this. Yeah. yeah. Do the, do not, the not Jimmy SLS. Not, not only are you going to are you gonna shit can all of Jeep Wrangler sales. Yeah. <laughs> but you're also going to put a really big foot in the ass of Mercedes. Yep. yep. Like that is the and it'll get people talking because everybody knows the Jimny and it'll so, boost their company wide cafe standards because it'll yes. be a four cylinder. So yeah, it, Acura should do. And we will all buy one of them. Yeah, Acura should absolutely do a captive import Jimny. SLX. All right, sell. Acura, we fixed your yeah. problem. And call it the SLX. Yep, that'd be perfect. They probably still have a trademark, so we're good. Yeah, that'd be a perfect name. Fixed there you, you Acura. All right, so You're we welcome. fixed Acura in one entire episode, and <laughs> I shall be fixing. I'll be fixing Infinity. When I get home this evening. Um, what did we learn? What did oh, we learn? I've Jana, got a fun story. So on my is way it to... something you learned? No, this is car related. So oh, on my way to work, <laughs> I, I like drive up northbound 100. And when you get off on 36th Street, it's a stoplight and you can only turn left or right. And so the light turned green so we could turn left, but the crosswalk was still like, hey, you can walk. And so this woman was, like, at the median when our light turned green, and she started to cross because um, she was just crossing because it was flashing, like, hey, you can still walk, but hurry up. And the first person, like, two cars in front of me stops and honks at her, like, get out of the way. And she stands in front of his car for five seconds and just gestures at the light, saying, Good. like, I, I, I have can the right walk. Of way. Like, I, I have the right of way. <laughs> And just like stood there Good. until he acknowledged Tiananmen the Square light. type of shit. So Jana learned that Tiananmen Squaring people in traffic is effective. Yes, it was hilarious. <laughs> there I, you go. It ma- and it didn't cause me to be late at all because it was like. It made your day better. It made my day better. It was there you awesome. Go. That's I, a win. It was hilarious. I loved it. I love when pedestrians do that when the car like honks at them and they're like, "No, you're being the asshole." I like Scott's stories of like being swerved into on the bike or whatever and just like kicking yeah. people's cars and stuff like yeah, doing totally. actual damage i'm like yeah. oh yeah good yeah hell good yeah that yeah. person um they're in now. a car they can fix whatever you yep. do to them also, this is the wrong. this is what yeah. i learned okay cuba uh they have not had the they've not had any chemical um fertilizer imported since 1992 
since the fall of the Soviet Union. Okay. <laughs> Cuba also has the only healthy growing coral in the Gulf, or uh, the, um, the Gulf Caribbean. of Mexico. Gee, I wonder if that's correlated. Fun fact, in the documentary we watched about Cuba at the IMAX on Sunday. I would love Sunday, to go to Cuba. So I want to go really bad, too. Uh, and now Jana so understands I love it. let's fund a carbon trash Oh, we currently can't go. Well, anyway. To Cuba. Anyway, so this is We'll save thing. up for when we can. They actually drilled a, a core sample out of the coral. Okay. And they uh, were looking at the chemical levels in it. And in 1992, because coral grows like trees uh, with rings. Okay. Uh, okay. In 1992... Uh, there was actually a massive bump in how much it grew, okay. and the nitrogen content of the water around the coral dropped like by like three quarters. I believe and that. And that it caused the coral to just explode. So there you go. That's what I learned. That the coral Good for grew, crops, bad for coral. The, yep. the coral growing in Cuba is directly correlated to their not using of organic fertilizer. The amount of non-correlated, just weird information on this podcast is incredible to me. You're yes. going to be a smarter person from watching this. This is 100% true. This is automotive uh, national public radio. <laughs> cool. I don't know. Wow. Because uh, NPR teaches you about should everything. Should I get more monotone when I talk about this? Or no. should I like cut Kai it all Riz- together? Kai Ristol like... great. He's not monotone. Uh, I kept my segment just fine. I learned that uh, Twitch streaming at the front camera on an iPhone X looks like ass. Oh. Sorry, well, I'm guys. confident of that. But, you know, it's it's there. It works. It does work. The camera's right here. Um, Ryan, why are you peeking into his phone? Anyway, we will catch you guys later in the week. Thank you all for listening. (laughs) Bye. Bye.